Hey, Black Girls Texting listeners. Thank you again for supporting. I just wanted to give you all the heads up that there is a little snap, crackle, and pop happen- happening in this recording. Um, we're really working on these technical difficulties, and we love you all for supporting and for sticking through with us. Thank you. I hope you enjoy. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Gwen at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Gwen at Bedstar Brat, and I'm Shadi at Black Girls Texting. Hello, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Early for you. Yes, it's eight thirty-nine. I've got my turmeric latte. I'm very California right now. Oh, Ooh, did you get a green juice too? No, I got like a mushroom toast with like a Gruyere provolone Swiss with avocado on top. (laughs) I got a bacon, egg, and cheese from the deli. I'm sure you did. I'm drinking red wine and it's 1130. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, Well, we're really excited about this episode because we have Zoila Darton joining us. Hello. Hi. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for having me, ladies. We are so excited to talk. Um, Why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do, and then we can get into this really exciting um, happening that's coming up this week. Oh, um, so my name is Zoila, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a a native New Yorker my whole life lived in New York, grew up in Spanish Harlem, and then lived in Brooklyn for 10 years before making the pilgrimage out to Los Angeles, where I live now. Um, I moved out here to work in the music business. Um, That almost killed me. (laughs) So I am now the founder of a boutique creative agency called Word, which stands for We Open Real Doors. And Word is really a manifestation of everything that excites me. I use my connections and my creativity to create dynamic consumer experiences, events, and marketing really um, aimed towards women and supporting our stories and supporting the stories of marginalized communities. I'm also a mom mm-hmm. to Dakota who turns two on Friday. I can't believe it. The cutest. Oh my God. Motherhood is wild, but he is the light of my life. Um, mm. My best buddy and my mirror and same face yes um and i'm just a lady out here trying to make her stamp on the world you know just doing my best to to make sure that i leave the world a little bit better than the way i found it so absolutely that's me. 
Yeah, and you know, in the midst of all the things that you sort of just spoke to, you have a lot on your plate. And in working to try to make a stamp, make your mark, um, it requires a lot of a lot of your effort, a lot of hours, a lot of time, which is what's so interesting about this holiday that you're starting, the National Day of Rest. Yes. Yes, speak on it, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. National Day of Rest. So prior to becoming a mother, I was, like I said, working in entertainment. I think she fell out. And the child of mm-hmm. a workaholic. My mother, I love her to death, but, you know, she was a single mom and she worked, works in music and has her own company. And I didn't see as much of her as I would have liked to. She was just working a lot to, to keep it together. And <clears throat> I learned my work ethic from her. Um, I learned that you can do anything from my mom, but I also learned some really terrible habits, which are no boundaries when it comes to spreading yourself too thin. Girl, yes, talk about it. Not mm-hmm. saying no when you know you should say no. Mm-hmm. And also just it, the idea that you are as much as you put out to the world. Um, and so that's something that you know, once I became a mother, I realized that I really didn't know how to take care of myself emotionally, physically at some points. Um, and so I wanted to do something about it. And I realized that there were a lot of people that were suffering from the same, the same things I am, which, are, which you know, it's really this productivity anxiety. It's stress. And it's productivity guilt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of that leads to burnout, extreme burnout. And burnout is the, it's actually, it, burnout is actually a, a medical um, a medical issue. Hmm. And I want to, to read the exact definition of burnout. Because when I was doing my research for the National Day of Rest and, like, putting together our press release, I was like, I need to, you know, I wanted to make sure that I got everything right. And I didn't realize that it is actually a diagnosed, um, not a condition, but a condition. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So there are a couple facts about our mental health in this country that I think are really important for people to be aware of. So according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, millions of Americans deal with the symptoms of anxiety daily, yet only 9% have an actual anxiety disorder diagnosis, which means Mm -hmm. that we're dealing with anxiety all the time. We don't even know that it's anxiety. We probably think these feelings are, you know, and they are normal feelings, but there are ways to deal with them that I think most of us are not aware of. Like we, we just assume that like, yeah, it's an everyday struggle. You know, it's it's a hustle. You gotta hustle. You gotta hustle, and yep. and it's a, it's getting into dangerous territory. I mean, if you look up, you know, women in their forties getting 
heart attacks, like you'll pull up a bunch of articles and that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a recent study surveyed by the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 72% of those surveyed reported daily stress that interferes with their everyday life. So now, you know, the daily anxiety is happening and it's also taking a toll on your everyday life. And that can mean everything from stress eating to not sleeping to being irritable and mean to people, to other people, to yourself, you know, taking it out on yourself. It could be stress shopping. Like there are various different ways this can manifest. And so for all, a lot of us in the work, in the workforce, because, you know, there are people that deal with anxiety that, that maybe is not work related, but the stuff that starts to get into the workforce, it gets really, really muddy. Um, and this is actually called burnout syndrome, BOS. And it's a work related constellation of symptoms that usually occur in individuals without any prior history of psychological or psychiatric psychiatric disorders. BOS is triggered by a discrepancy between the expectations and ideals of the employee and the actual requirements of their position. In the initial stages of BOS, individuals feel emotional stress and increasing job-related disillusionment. (laughs) Speaking to myself. I'm diagnosed. You just diagnosed me. Don't you feel like you're looking into Yeah, it feels like you're looking into a mirror. And so when I came up with this concept last year, I was like, I Googled it. I was like, there has to be a day of rest or something. And there was nothing. There's so many holidays. I was like, National Chocolate Day, you know, National Donut Day. And there wasn't. (laughs) And so as something that maybe started as a bit of a joke, like we need a day to rest, it actually took on a much bigger um, cause for me because I know that the pressures that surround my career are self-inflicted and I know that when I'm grounded and when I'm feeling aligned and when I'm taking care of myself with very simple tools it's just really difficult to put them into practice daily that the career stuff feels much easier and it feels much smoother um yes do you think that Sorry, I, just, you said the word self, like self-inflicted. The, self-inflicted completely. Because I always find that I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And they're no, expecting me don't. to do this. And they're expecting <laughs> me to do that. And I have to send it to them by the end of the day. Nobody said you had to do that. Right. Like, right. this is me talking to me. Like, I concoct this stuff in my head and I make it more stressful for myself. We were just like, talking about this. This we is hilarious. This. I know. We talk about it every I, day. Do you we think that this has to do with being a woman, especially a woman of color? I know for me, I'm one of the only in the office, so I really put a lot of pressure on myself to, you know, represent. Um, is that is that something that's related, or is this experience by all? Um, I think that for women of color, I mean, I I think for women in particular, this is a bigger issue than it is for men. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think it's magnified when you are a woman of color because 
because for the most part, we're told or we're expected to be cert- to be a certain way or to not be in certain spaces. And so from my let's, I can take myself for example, you know, I had to start a whole new career at 31. And so even though I know I'm a beginner still in this stage of my career because word will only be three in April, I don't give myself the grace of a beginner. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's something that I need to work on because I've done some really amazing things, but for some reason I'm still so, so hard on myself. And I do know that it's because I have something to prove. And that's just the society that we live in. This is, this is you know, conditioned, that we're all conditioned to, to think that we need to be as strong as we possibly can and show up, um, mm-hmm. you know, times a million. And I think it works. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter how successful you are. If you're completely, completely exhausted and sick and worse, yep. you know, so I do think it has a lot to do with cultural um in relation to our cultures and, and, you know, people and a lot of, you know, in the Latinx community, a lot of these, a lot of women I've spoken to have something to feel like they have to own, um, live up to something for their family members, Mm -hmm. which is its own pressure. Um, as you know, a black woman, I'm sure you have your own family things that you need to live up to, especially a lot of us in like entertainment and Mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. Is this a real job? Yes, it's, it's just, a little it needs different to continue for me. to move fast, right. fast, fast. They're like, what do you do? I don't well, understand. It's mm-hmm. a little different for me because my mom literally is in entertainment, so I don't have that issue, thank goodness. Um, but for people whose parents don't understand the industry, they're like, what the fuck do you do? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You make I'm pretty ideas? Sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom thinks I'm like in the store selling sneakers to customers. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm that's pretty hilarious. sure. I have a question though because yeah. so a lot of <laughs> I'm going to so annoying, but I want I also am curious, do we feel as though this comes from like a place of privilege because well, god, this sounds so douchey, but whatever. I definitely feel as though I I definitely come from a place of privilege and so like I don't think about this shit cuz I'm like at the end of the day, if I'm not really trying to do this and y'all are stressing me out, I got a place to live. I got somebody that's going to take care of me and I could just pack up and leave. So I don't even allow myself to get caught up in like, am I doing enough? Am I doing this? But I think it's also because I'm in my mind, I'm like, well, I have a safety net so I could be out. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. feel that no, way I at that. all. I think it's probably just your personality. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's specific to you. Um, and I applaud you for being able to feel that way. I think that that's really, it's nice to be able to surrender in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, one, I don't necessarily have that option with my mom. I mean, she's in her 70s and she's still working. You know, just because she's in the entertainment industry doesn't mean she's like got all the money to be supporting her mm-hmm. ass daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't want her to, you know, like. And I, I do have something to prove to myself, especially because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, I started this thing, like, and I've never even worked for a corporate company in my entire life. 
So for me and for a lot of my entrepreneurial community, I know that we all have these pressures because what's plan B, right? Mm -hmm. But but to really drive home why I did National Day of Rest, like why I created the, the holiday, it's not necessarily for us to wax about how we don't, how we have, you know, how hard we work. It's more to understand that you need to call in a flow and you need to call in discipline and rest so that you can properly function in your career, in your everyday life, whether you're a mother or, you know, you're a caretaker or you're just running a business and you have people that rely on you. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you read the pledge? I feel like that like really is such a beautiful way to sum up what you're doing. Yeah. So, so we wrote a pledge and on the seventh, we'll have a piece of digital content, a video come out. Um, We'll have a few ladies reading this pledge. And um, prior to that, they're talking about how they've experienced burnout in their life. And, and what's interesting is that it's not all work related. You know, some, one of them is just a mom who's like, I feel like I have, don't have enough hours in the day. Mm. Um, so the pledge is called the give my word pledge. And it says, today is the day I give my word to put myself first. Today is the day I show myself grace as I move through this journey. Today is the day I choose rest over all else. Today is the day I decide to step beyond surviving and choose to thrive. I pledge to remember that life is not linear, but instead a winding road filled with peaks and valleys. I pledge to slow down and enjoy the view, to live as much as I dream, and to know that simply being myself holds just as much value. I am so much more than my accomplishments. Mm. Today, I pledge that no matter what I do, I am enough. And no matter what I accomplish, my voice still matters. Today, I give my word to remember that I am so much more than my productivity. Today, I give my word to never forget that I am always enough. Girl, I'm going to cry. Wow, that was beautiful. Isn't it emotional? speaks to me in so many ways um and i kind of wondered if you all had examples of times in your life when you felt like oh shit i've reached my my maximum i'm on the brink of about to have a fucking breakdown because i've overwhelmed myself um because i think about this you know me trying to be a writer and freelancing and all this stuff has been crazy and i remember this particular moment i um I, you know, actually, I was dealing with some, like, relationship stuff at the time. I was about to go to Miami to go to this um, writer's conference called Vona. It's, like, Voices of Our Nation. It's founded by all these amazing, like, pioneers in literature, like, all POC. I was so excited about it. It was, like, two weeks of, in Miami on this campus working on my craft, all this stuff. Um, and I had to read like 15 pieces by all the people that I was about to be in class with. And I was probably on deadline at the same time. I was getting ready to get on a plane and I literally had a fucking panic attack and I didn't even know what it was. I just like couldn't breathe. And wow, that's deep. it was OD. It was OD. And I, I just got on the phone with my mom and I was just heaving. 
I'm sure it was like so scary for her, but I connected with everything you were saying, Zoila, because my mom, for all I know, I mean, my mom, used, her email address used to be 10jobs at AOL.com. Like, <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> um, so, like, I grew up just knowing her working her ass off. Like, That's all she does. Epic. Is, yeah. And I mean, ever since she literally witnessed, or, like, via phone, my whole meltdown, panic attack. She consistently is reminding me to like stop taking on so much, stop taking on so much. But I'm also like, how can I not? How can I not take on a lot if this is all you've ever shown me and you're still doing it? Like you, you don't really practice what you preach in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but there is still this guilt, especially when I'm like a self-made person. That if I stop doing what I'm doing, then there is no security. I cease to exist or something. If I'm not visible, if my right. voice isn't always being heard, if I'm not. Con- constantly publishing then nobody cares i think that's a highly like millennial feeling Mm. because a lot of us are so independent and trying to create lanes for ourselves that have never existed before so we think it requires like constant work and you feel guilty when you're not doing anything but for me the question is like how are you defining your success because if you are making it contingent upon some type of X number of publications or X number of people knowing you or X number of followers or having that blue check, it's like, mm-hmm. is that real? Like, No, it's true, but I think that there's no blueprint for a lot of us that are doing mm-hmm. things for ourselves, especially entrepreneurs or people in media, people in, that are freelance. So there is never a like benchmark to say like, oh, I've made it. You don't really know. For me, it's more. I feel like I've. Right. I feel like I've made it when I'm, I'm good and I can like afford to live solely on the shit that I do, which feels like it requires hella hustling, to get to that point. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because I would like, argue how do you that make work if you can't if you can't even fucking think. Right. You're fucking stressed. I would argue that. We need to get out of the mindset of like, have I made it, and just be, proud of the, fact that you did one thing that you got up and like accomplished one of your goals for the day or even if you didn't that you attempted i feel like people get very caught up in like i gotta get this 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 and that done and it's like you're not a fucking robot no it's true yeah now i'm hearing though Mm -hmm. a little bit of the privilege conversation because for me it's it's like a pressure to accomplish so much that i can take care of my family and like take care of my mom the way she did me and so that pressure is like very concrete like it is a number it is a certain amount of like financial success um yeah so it's like pressure to actually hit that well I do believe there is a privilege in being able to just say like I want to be an artist or I want to do an alternative thing I feel like it's definitely not about a number. It's it's about it's a psychological thing for me. And I and it's because I was I I grew up around somebody that was just like working all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means to not be busy. And so oh my god, sorry guys, that was my son. Um <laughs> I don't know what it means to not be busy. And I don't really know what, what the final accomplishment looks like. And so I think National Day of Rest is kind of getting people to understand that 
there is no final destination and to stop mm. thinking about it mm-hmm. in the in, in the sense of like this is what success looks like yes because success really looks like whatever you want it to be and so yes if you want to continue to be somebody that is in in a constant state of anxiety and stress then that is a that is a choice that you are making and you should understand the reper- the repercussions of that lifestyle. But if you want to change your lifestyle, here are some ways to do that. Because the other thing is, is that we're not really also taught how to live a balanced life. And now we have social media and people are just like constantly looking at everybody else's accomplishments. And it's hard. Like, you know, and this is, this is, yes, it's privileged that we're on, that we get to be on these platforms. But the reality is that there is a psychological effect of social media and all of the things that we're surrounded with daily. Like there is a psychological effect. And, and I don't think that our generation and the generations to come are really equipped with the tools to handle it. And what's interesting is that the tools to handle it are re- they're not new tools, they're old tools, right? It's a lot of like like meditation is something that you know, people are are getting hip to again. And of course, this is a very old ancient practice. Um but it's, it's small things like that and and What are some and, other tools? Yeah, what was that? What are some other tools uh besides meditation? Do you so have any? Yeah, some other tools. I mean, for anxiety, there's like a bunch of different breathing exercises that you can use um, when you're starting to feel stress. The biggest, the most important tool that I'm working on this year for me is discipline. Um, And that's kind of like a life, it's a lifelong journey, but it's something that I wasn't really taught. I, I didn't really learn discipline in the way that I feel like it would help me now um time management is a big issue oh girl that is my thing we're trying to fill our days with all of these things and what we don't realize is that you can't do it all and so for me discipline is the part of discipline that i'm really working on is understanding that that it's okay if i didn't get it done if that makes sense so being disciplined with my mind and 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 with the grace of myself. And then there's the actual physical discipline of like, if I know I have a big, big week, I have to just get up early in the morning and like get my run in before I go, before my son wakes up so that I can Mm. feel good for the rest of the day. And when I do that, my days are so much smoother. I don't feel stressed. You know, things roll off my, roll off my shoulder much, much easily, much easier than if, you know, if I'm not. So it's a combination of things. There's journaling, of course, which, you know, some people practice as a way for, as a way to just like get their 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 uh, thoughts out. But there's like other journal practices that really help you kind of hone in on what might be stressing you out. Um, and then there's th- therapy, of course, <laughs> which everybody should be going to. <laughs> so we all know the tools. We're just not using them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so national day of rest is really kind of like a, a restart of the new year for people. Um, mm. and you know, 
so that you can understand that it's okay if you didn't follow through with your resolutions because it's not about resolutions. It's about small daily practices that lead to bigger results. Not like I'm going to lose 50 pounds in 2020. It's more like, oh, I'm going to be a mindful eater in 2020 and this is right. how I'm going to do it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that just I mean, made me think of so many things like how this personality type if we could say that it doesn't even like it's not only work it like spills into every aspect yes. of life mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about last night I was hopping around to three parties because I triple booked myself because mm. I don't know how to tell people sorry I'm not going to make it I'm right. <laughs> like I already have plans <sighs> Um, Girl, my favorite thing to say is I'm not coming. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> it's a whole lifestyle. Like, it's yeah. a lifestyle change. It's not just about work. Yeah. It's about your, mm-hmm. it's about your mindfulness. It's really a mindfulness movement, you know, and understanding that, like, it's okay if you don't get all the things done, right. you know. And, but what's important is that you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Not at freaking 1 or 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally like putting yourself first. Yes. Yeah. It's discipline. to Exactly. Yeah. Discipline and taking care of yourself. One of my really good friends, Debbie Brown, at the end of last year, you know, we had our little, we had like a little lunch, and she is part spiritual advisor, part sister friend. So we always talk about this kind of stuff, and I was like talking to her about discipline. Well, I used to be, you know, a ballet dancer when I was younger and I competitive figure skated and, and I was really disciplined in that. And then around the age of like 14, I decided I didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore. And because my mom was just, you know, really working, like she was just like a real workaholic. She didn't necessarily push me to do any of that stuff. And I, looking back on my life and now as a mother too, I, I do a lot of, um, reflecting on my own life like that's when it happened that's when the discipline stopped because I was still really young I needed somebody to tell me like no you need to stick to these like you started this like let's stick to this let's stick it through you know don't stop just because you want to go hang out but I stopped and I realized that in my my life from then on literally (laughs) till today I'm good at the things that I do, but I don't practice them with discipline. And mm. so I was telling Debbie about this, and, and I was like, I really want to call in discipline for 2020. I feel like that, that's what I need to activate my life in all ways, you know, in the success of my career, in the success of my mental health, in the success of, you know, how I want to be, yes. how I, how, what kind of mother I want to be. And she was like, yeah, she was like, you should think of it as joyful discipline. Yes. And what she meant by that is that you're doing these things and you should do them with joy, even if they, it's not what you want to be doing at that moment, because you're going to feel better afterwards. Yeah. Life is going to be better after you do them. So like yes. that run, that early morning run, or doing your taxes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have the choice between going out or staying home and reading a book. And you know mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, going out, you might have immediate gratification, but you're going to feel like crap in the morning. Yep. But staying home and reading this book that you've been trying to read for the past month, it doesn't feel at the moment like the best thing to do, but you know it is. Like, do that thing. 
yep. trust your intuition. Um, and yes. so that's part of my rest discipline in 2020 is the, I mean, my, yeah, my rest, not my rest discipline, my rest routine in 2020 is discipline. A, a big part of it is, is disciplining myself to do the things that I know that I need to do. For sure. It's definitely, if I, I, I wow, I, I needed to hear this and I needed to have that language around it because I find that I don't do things early enough or set myself up for success, honestly, hmm. later on. Like, it hurts to sit down and do the writing as soon as I get the assignment because I just don't feel like doing it and I can't wrap my mind around it and I'm stressed and blah. But then the day before, I'll be sitting down trying to do it and that feels way worse than it would have if I would have just started earlier. Hmm. And the time management thing comes into that as well. Um, yeah, just having more discipline just, it just sets you up for, for less stress later on. Um, that's so real. And I started to think about, you know, setting, inten I guess, intentions. I like the idea of setting an intention rather than a resolution. But just, I wonder if you all could weigh in on what your thoughts are on mm -hmm. the kind of stress that comes around setting a resolution or even um, like keeping a to-do list and feeling like you're holding yourself to having to accomplish these certain things and then you don't do them, like what that does to you. Because I keep a to-do list. Oh, I love to-do list to -do is list. my crack. Oh my God. It's my crack, but then I'm like, fuck, I didn't do it. I got to roll over these lists oh. to my next list. And yeah, blah, blah, whatever. Blah, blah. I make 7,000 7, lists. You prioritize the list based on what is the most pertinent thing and then the other things that are not must-dos of that day just get moved on so like on my laptop if I have a post-it of to-dos those are today to-dos and they must be done in that day and it's like three things and it's not the end of the world and everything else goes on like my phone or my notes or another pad that's like long-term to-dos yeah I'd be having this like bitch do this today and then the next one is like more shit <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> long term and then I just keep like moving things all over the place it's craziness. You have it all figured out, girl. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I really think that this is so important. And I also think it's so interesting because I'm, I, you know, I have personal days at work and we only get three of them. And it's a whole motherfucking thing to take a personal day. You got to ask people for this. You got to tell right. people why like, you need a really damn a day. day. It's personal. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. And I think this is kind of like an interesting way to have a personal day where it's like everybody already knows that you need this for your fucking being. Yeah. And wellness. Yeah. And that should be rest. I, I know. Like I'm thinking about like, um, wait, what was that first question you asked like before the to-do list? Because I too love a to-do list. But you asked something and like sparked my brain. Well, I said like the stress around making um, a resolution. Yes, that. <laughs> That's stressful because it's like, I feel like it's, it's, it's pressure that we put on ourselves. And again, it's all self-inflicted because if I don't go to the gym every day, like I said, no one's going to come and beat me. <laughs> right but then wait what's the issue oh the discipline yeah you have to find that you have to find that from within 
So, so what works for <laughs> me for discipline, and and this is kind of what saved me last year, it's, and it saved me after becoming a mom because that's you lose all sense of schedule and autonomy when you become a mom, and. I realized that I didn't really have any type of routine even prior to becoming a mom. So last year I had to set in stone a really, really, really intense morning routine and that was what kept me disciplined like, for the day. And I realized that when I fell off, because I fell off of my, my routine in October of last year and it was triggered by something really shitty that happened to me career-wise, of course, um, I fell off of my routine and then my life started to get a little bit wacky again. So I don't know, um, Chelsea, if you have a morning routine, but that might help you with your discipline. And so um, mm -hmm. with for me, it's like waking up and meditating and journaling um, and I, I love to pull like a divination card because I'm witchy like that. Ooh, I love that. Some Palo Santo, but yes. it can be whatever you want. It could be morning breath work, you know, some just like some light stretches, but do it every single morning and then create a bedtime routine too. Mm. You know? Yes. Like it could be like massaging your, your chest with some like lavender scented lotion and you could meditate that a little sounds bit. Nice. Yeah, it, it well, this is the thing. It's like you have the agency to do that. <laughs> yep. It's not that's that hard so I just get I, some I, lotion I, and rub it on my chest. That ass. I, went to, and, I was in therapy. Like, like, I can't sleep. On your feet before you yes. If it has mm. lavender in it, it just feels really nice. And you could light a candle, make your room really a sanctuary. Um, do you think it's better to do one thing at a time? Because I will say, like, as, you know, especially with the new year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to cook more. I'm going to go to the gym more. Girl, no, I'm going to change your lifestyle. <laughs> so one, She's one step tackling. at a time, right? Yes. One thing at a time, you know, you, you can't try to climb a whole mountain before you go for a walk. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what I would do if I were you, um, and I did this with my newsletter, uh, earlier this year because I was calling in more discipline so I wanted to help them call in more discipline so I made them actually a little chart because what I'm hearing from you is you also need some discipline mm -hmm. right um, so I made a chart I have to pull it up I'm sorry because I don't remember what it looks like um, but the chart basically was a way for you to figure out three areas of your life that you want to call in more discipline. So for me, it was, I think, mindful eating, finance, and work productivity balance. And then you build this chart out, and then I put in one thing for each subject that mm -hmm. would help me call in more discipline. And then after that, I call, I said, okay, so now I have this one thing, you know, that's going to help me. Now, what is one thing I can do to support myself in that area? And then what is one thing or one, one person or one resource that I can call in? So for example, 
if one of your goals for this year is to, let's say, be healthier. Let's not say lose weight. Let's say be healthier. One thing you can do daily is eat more vegetables, right? And then a resource that can support you. For me, I love to use this app called the 5, 5K Runner. So, like, there's an mm -hmm. app that you can use, and you can set up the alerts so that it reminds you to do your runs. And then mm. one person that can support you, like, find a workout buddy. Mm -hmm. okay. Right? So, like, there's ways. We just need to break it down into right. simple. You know, it's like when you're doing a pitch, and they tell you when you're pitching it to the client, like, talk to them, tell them as if they were, like, an elementary school right. student. Right. Make talk it plain. Talk to yourself that way. You know, like, just... Break it down so it's super simple, super slow, you know, and, and it's about the daily changes. Like, you're not going to do all of this in a day. You may not even do all of it in a month or a year. But mm -hmm. if you're making the choice daily to at least acknowledge it, you're going to get closer and closer to feeling better about that particular thing that you, wanna, you want to improve, not change. You want to improve it. Yeah, and I like how, how you have, like, small steps you know one thing i will say is don't take shortcuts last night i took a diet pill and <laughs> it was the worst wait oh my god experience of my life a diet pill we need an intervention <laughs> i Apparently, mean it girl, just makes you pee and you all day yes wait, girl what? it's fucking speed girl I'm like, i was I, shaking I was my was heart was wilding. racing <laughs> Girl, what? are you gonna have a Jesse Spano moment? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, don't Chelsea. Do that, my advice oh. to you, <laughs> as someone who loves a good workout routine, is if you're, if you have a hard time doing it in the morning, if you're gonna do it at night, when you come home, just put on your clothes and leave. Yeah, yes. Don't sit down. Oh, yeah. Don't grab a nothing like when i walk into the house i put my bag down my clothes are laid out on the bed i put that fucking sports bra on and them damn shoes and i walk out the door and, and i don't have a choice it's, oh like, it's like yes i went three times this week yes and see yeah, that's, that's popping three is yeah. big yeah yes it went from zero to three in a week Girl, so next week let's hope we yeah, stick I'm with like, it. You, and and I think I that's another big thing with like anything you have to do. It's like that weird in between of like, am I about to do it? Is this happening? Am I doing yeah. it? And it's like, just do it. And that's the moment where you can make the decision not to do it. Because right. I get that. I get, and then you just got to like stand up in the energy and just go. Yeah. And I feel like that's the you joyful know, it's discipline. It's really important to forgive yourself if you don't do it as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's something that we're not taught because... When you get down on yourself one day, it's harder to get back into the groove the next day because you're already feeling shitty. Like, right, the way yeah. you talk to yourself is very, very, very important. And, hmm. you know, I also grew up around a woman who was super hard on herself. So I watched her not necessarily treat herself the right, the best way. And so mm -hmm. I'm really hard on myself and I'm really hard on other people. And that's a realization yep. that I've had to come to terms with to grow yeah. um and so you know take it easier on yourself and it doesn't mean like just be lazy and do whatever you want but it, just, it means to forgive yourself if you don't do what you think you wanted what you think you were supposed to do that exact day you know, can i be this you? person and ask this question yes do you know your astrological chart i do, do you have <laughs> earth in your chart energy 
I um, knew this was coming. Big tits. I don't. Girl. You don't have I, any earth in your chart? Unfortunately, I don't. I'm an Aquarius, Scorpio moon, mm. Gemini rising. Oh my God, Gemini rising. Hello. Love a Gemini that rise. That is so interesting. Yeah. I was like, I was like, bigger. she got some Capricorn, Virgo, yeah. something in there somewhere. So I have just Capricorn in my Neptune. And I'm Capricorn. Yeah, my husband is Capricorn. You guys love structure and, yes. and routine. Um, but that's it. Yeah, I'm Gemini, Scorpio, Sagittarius. Oh, I guess I have a little Sagittarius in, in my Uranus. But I think we all do in our Uranus because of our generation. Yeah. Seven years. I'm so childish. That word is just so funny to me. I hate you, Chelsea. Something really funny. So my father's middle name. It's a, he's from Panama. My father's middle name is Delano. <laughs> <laughs> and people used to make fun of him, like from the butt. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I was like uh, Miami. I was like Del- Delano. <laughs> um, but. Um, but no, I don't. I don't really have very much earth in me. Why do I sound like an earth mother? I'm trying. To yeah, you sound so. You do sound earthy. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're warm Can with you... the earth. I don't know. It's a mothering vibe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been thinking more and more about how like more this shit don't matter. Be more grounded. Mm-hmm. Would you say, Glenn? No, I've been thinking more and more about how like the stress and the overwork doesn't matter. Like, we haven't gotten a chance, and I'm going to take it take it here, to talk about Kobe yet on the podcast. But that mm. was, like, a sobering day, I think, for a lot of us. And it just sort of, I don't know. It put me in a space where I was like, why? I don't know. Life is just so precious, and I'm working my ass off every day. And, like, am I really living? Am See, I it didn't time? do that for me. Really? For me, what it did, I mean, obviously the thought that life is short um, and it's precious and love on those who are here right now. But also he was so focused and so successful. And because of that, you know, this is such a big deal kind of, you know, like, I don't know it, it like now I'm like hearing, learning about Mamba mentality and like watching all his motivational, like stay focused, work hard, be the hardest. Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oddly enough, I got a message of slowing down from this tragedy. Um, it reminded me to take it slow because he was so, you know, every like none of us are spared, and it doesn't matter how hard and hard and hard you work. Like life, life can take you out, and it's important, I think, to like. I was really. I really just got the message to slow down, Hmm. slow down your life. Yes. That was the complete opposite of what he would say, you know, it's weird, but no, that's what I got. It must be my, uh, my Capricorn son and my son. (laughs) I don't even know this. Yes. Yes. Your son. Fake science that they tell me about. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's my Capricorn son. Damn, man. I think I even um, practiced a day of rest on that day. Like, 
I what'd you do? I mean, literally that day there was also like a fire at or the day before there had been a fire at my the house that I grew up in. Mm. And it was just OD and like I'm over here like how am I gonna call, what am I gonna refer to this person as my partner or something Ooh, was staying in my home too. <laughs> and he's from LA and he was fucking going through it it was just OD and we just like sat here in my living room and drank a bunch of wine and played games oh. and just tried to find some joy but it was hard the next day I went to like a dance class I took a personal day I got to work the day after that and found out that like five people had taken the day off like we just nobody Wait, could take you it. went to a dance class that's so cool yeah I went to a dance class called Gaga People, and it's all about like evoking the playful spirit of child, like childlike spirit in your body, and you just move your body around in awkward ways, and that, wow. like ways that make you dance, and ways that make you move and feel like a human being. It was dope. It was important, and I was like, oh shit, I could keep doing stuff like this for myself. Like this took, and, and I, I, we drank like a bottle of fucking. Um, whiskey the night before oh, and woke Lord. up. It was, I mean, like, it was OD. And the class was at, like, 8.30 in the morning, and I was like, <laughs> we're not going to this fucking class, right? Woke up, the man was up and out of the bed, and I was like, oh, okay. But I feel like that is that moment, right, when you could you could choose to, like, roll over and then maybe feel guilty because you didn't go, and, like, how much more joy did I get from just, like, taking the 10 minutes to be annoyed and, like, get up mm. and go? Mm-hmm. That discipline, yeah. man. I think for me, Kobe's passing, rest in peace, Kobe and, and Gigi, um, just sparked, like, living fully. Like, we just have to live. And, and, and there's so much that comes with life, and there are sad moments, and there are happy moments, and there are trying moments, but, like, that's all a part of it. And I think that's what makes it so fun and dynamic and just allowing yourself to like feel all those emotions that you're feeling in whatever time and space and understanding that it's temporary in the sense of like this will pass but also like you're going to die which sounds really depressing and terrible <laughs> no, but I like No, I felt like that too. I was like, "Oh shit, everybody <laughs> no. dies. We're going to die." Yeah, so yeah, like and, and that's what I was maybe like, it not. Matter, maybe science will die. have developed by then. See, I'm not trying to even live for that long, no way. No, so that's, that's how I felt. But so like I feel like you just have to like live fully and live fully and don't stress yourself out cuz you're going to die. Smell the roses because you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. But and I know that sounds dark, but I feel like we also out. need to look at we need to look at death differently. And this could turn into a whole other thing. Um, so I'm not going to go into that because I can get witchy, too. Um. <laughs> but I think it alleviates well, I some of the, the pressure. Life too, so I'm right there with you. Oh, that's what okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I feel like this was just a really important conversation and I'm really excited about the National Day of Rest. Zoila, I know people can join you in LA for this holiday. Can you tell us about how people can experience the National Day of Rest? Um, in case, Zoila, did you hear that? No, I 
No. Okay, so we were just saying that uh, we know that you're actually celebrating your, this holiday in L.A. Can you talk to our listeners and let them know how they can join you in celebrating this day of rest? Yes. So we have a couple different things happening. So for people that aren't in Los Angeles, we're actually putting together a handbook of sorts which it goes into like what burnout is, what productivity anxiety is, how you can how you can identify the signs, um, what it does to the brain psychologically, and how you can support yourself with tools and resources if this is something that you're that you feel like you are or might be suffering from. Um, so that's one thing, and that's going to be going out to everybody that is subscribed to our newsletter as well as if you go just follow us on Instagram, you'll be able to get access to that handbook. Um, so that's one thing. And then we have two events happening in Los Angeles on the 7th, so next Friday. The first one is in the morning. It's from 10 to 2. And it's just a really slow, easy way to start the day. We're going to be starting out with some meditations doing some tea ceremonies. We have a sleep consultant coming in to talk to us about rest. Um, some CBD experts from Tonic CBD are coming in to discuss how you can use CBD as a resource for your rest and rehabilitation. Um, they actually have a roll-on that re works really well for like sore muscles. It's pretty, cr pretty amazing. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Maybe I can have them send you guys send you ladies something oh my um, god i love that i yes, love cbd please. for muscles <laughs> yes and we'll have a panel discussion with some really incredible entrepreneurs from la who are either suffering or are ex burnout peeps um and i'm going to be moderating that discussion i'm very excited about it and then in the evening at reparations club our girl jazzy is hosting us yes for a sound bath meditation with mantra loops. So oh this artist, Giselle, is actually coming in and she's live performing these mantra loops. Um, so that's going to be really cool. And then my partner for the day of rest, Jasmine Lamb, is going to be teaching a Not Your Average CEO workshop that is specifically designed for creative entrepreneurs to incorporate more mindfulness in the way that they run their businesses so that you are not burning out. <laughs> so that's that. And then we'll have our that's amazing. content out. And if anybody wants to share it, that would be amazing. I think it's going to be really beautiful, that pledge that I read earlier in the show. Um, I want it to get spread far and wide because the message of that pledge is really the bedrock of the day and of what of how I feel people should be looking at themselves in relation to work, in relation to how they spread themselves thin with family and friends. Like, you're enough. And when you believe mm. that, that's when the magic really starts to happen. Hell yeah. Love Damn, it. Damn, claps yeah. all around. Or snaps. <laughs> I know, I was like, snaps, a clap yeah. might be aggressive on the, on the mic. <laughs> Um, so we have a, a segment what we called Black Girl Doing Shit. And this week, our Black Girl Doing Shit is you, Zoila. So thank you for being on. Oh, thanks. Woo, 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 woo. I am doing shit and I'm black, so hey. 
Oh my Thank gosh. You. Thank you so we much. I feel like ta- your time. We yeah. appreciate the information you gave to us and we appreciate you coming up with this holiday that is needed. I want it to be a holiday where people get off next year. So I'm pushing yep. for this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yes. It's going to happen. I, I love that. You mar- mark my word. Hopefully it doesn't kill me. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> and we're and manifest it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love all three of you ladies. Dynamic. We love you. It's just great. I love black girls sexing. Oh, <laughs> love you thank too. you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see y'all in LA very soon. I know. Yes. We're going to let the, we'll, we'll let the listeners know about what's cooking up very soon. I'm excited. Yeah. Right, okay. Have a nice day and. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Happy Saturday. Bye. Bye. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.